1: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit mfm.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American
0: Family Mutual Insurance Company, and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the purple. You tryna unwind, you better get that box wine It's the Purple Pants podcast You tryna get your snack, you better hurry right back though Mm -mm. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 351, one-on-one with Bowie Jane. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's interview. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, And as always with your one-on-one series, you can watch this audio podcast on video. Head over to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel, click subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and let us know what you think about this interview. I'm excited to talk with DJ Bowie Jane. You may know her from Big Brother Season 25. I'm super excited to talk with Bowie. We get to talk about some of her experiences. I ask some hard-hitting questions. And we just really get to find out what life is like after Big Brother, what life was like before, and what she plans to do in the future. It's definitely a fun interview, something you don't want to miss. So listen, let's get into this one-on-one with DJ Bowie Jane. It's a man who is a menu. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who? It's a menu. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And keeping the Purple Pants Podcast one-on-one series going, I am so excited and so thrilled to have on the podcast this week, the one that the only you may know her from spinning some music in your ears. You might have been used to seeing her on your TV for a hundred days. I have the contestant from Big Brother Season 25, DJ Bowie Jane. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, good. day How's it going? Thanks for that nice intro.
0: Yes, thank you so much. How, I mean, I have so many questions that I want to ask you because I feel like we got to see you on Big Brother, but I also feel like, you know, we don't really know Bowie Jane, right? Yeah. So it's, um one, how are you doing? How is your new year?
1: Oh, it's fantastic. It's like, it is really strange being out of the house, but like it all feels like a a distant dream now. So it is crazy like that. But um yeah, it's been great because it's just been event after event it's like we certainly hit the ground running with no jury house in between so
0: definitely i saw for new year's you jag and matt hosted a party i was like oh that looks like something i'm like i wish i was in the area i would have loved to been there what was your knowledge of big brother prior to you going into the big brother house
1: so obviously I'd watch the Australian Big Brother which is really different. Um I was a big fan of the Australian Big Brother actually, but it's very much um it's a lot more I guess friendly, social, the audience votes. Um so it's a bit a bit more of a fan favorite kind of situation. There aren't the sort of alliances, the comps, all of that kind of stuff. But knowing um, I wanted to go on American Big Brother, having seen it here, I was like, right, let's make sure we really understand what we're getting ourselves into. So I crammed big time. Um, And I loved it from the very first – I mean, I wanted to go on the show because I love the American one, but when I started watching a lot of seasons, I was like, wow, this is so well done, so well produced. It's clever. You have to be crafty. And um, I worked out my strategy by watching a lot of those uh, series and then also listening to breakdown podcasts, of interviews with other contestants and them talking about things they did wrong in the show. And so, yeah, I, I really studied it and I went in with a plan, stuck to the plan and I guess it worked to some extent
0: (laughs) (laughs) well listen you made it very far in the game um so we know jag is the winner but you know i was on survivor i went out very early so you know in my opinion you you did the thing you went very far what was your strategy like going into the game what were you like how did you think that you were going to be or what what were you going into the house thinking like
1: So my strategy, and I text my friend before I went in, I was like, I'm going in, so I'm not going to see for a bit. And she's like, what's your strategy? And I texted my strategy, and when I got out, she said, oh, my God, you stuck to that to a T. Now, that strategy was to not ruffle any feathers, which I'm not that kind of person anyway, but to make sure I don't put anyone off with anything annoying because the smallest thing at the start of the game will send you home make sure I chose a bedroom with people I thought would be good to um, build an alliance with. So I followed Saree into that bedroom or we walked in together, I can't remember the exact order. And I thought if I'm in a room with her, it's most likely I'll be in an alliance with her because the bedroom is where alliances forms. So um, that was a strategy. And then it was like, let's try and get in the big alliance, assuming there's gonna be two, right? <laughs> assuming there'll be two big alliances with breakdowns within each alliance. Um, and be a reliable, a loyal voter, so that people knew they could trust me, and not, so basically paid the happy-go-lucky, I'm very relaxed, I'm not a threat, I will do what you say, which is not true, but I will do what you say, and I won't win, I'm not a threat, like I'm not winning comps, look at me, I'm not very good at comps, Um, so made sure I didn't win any comps for like, I threw every single comp for like seven weeks, not that I necessarily would have won them all, but you know, I made sure I also didn't want to be picked for veto. I know Serena and I were doing the same strategy there. So her and I didn't play many vetoes at all because of that. We were trying to avoid being picked because we didn't want to show our skill set. So, yeah, that, that I think it really helped. And then once I was sure that I had a bit of a team around me, being like Corey, America, Jag, Matt, once I got to that point, I went, okay, I can win comps now and I think they'll have my back the next week. Otherwise, you're probably going home.
0: What was your knowledge of Sari, right? Uh, again, I come from the survivor realm. Sari is practically a god, right? Like, she knows how to play the game. And as a viewer, it's like we're all like, oh, my God, like, Sari's in this game. Like, what was your knowledge of her? And I know a lot of people, We well, we know Corey knew who she was. But, like, what was your knowledge of Sari? Uh, and were people talking about the level of gameplay that she has or was she just kind of like oh a regular person in the house to you
1: well it was interesting i didn't know who she was but within about three seconds someone said oh my god she's from survivor and she's played like so many seasons and we i didn't know about the traitor thing until about halfway through the season Corey told me then so i knew she'd won it so we were we were already wary of her being a good player um and so i just thought people were saying oh she's she'll be a good player and I thought well she'll know definitely any intricate strategies I want to work with her and she kept saying to me I everyone I've worked with in my in Survivor got through to the end everyone I was in, in the lights with so and I believed her because I, I had nothing else to go off and I thought she kept saying she was a loyal uh person which I do believe she is and Um, So then I thought, well, I can work with her right to the end. So for me, I was going to be on her side rather than be worried about her.
0: We see that uh, early on, like you're betrayed by Felicia and Sabri. How did that impact your game?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was great, actually, believe it or not. At the time, I was devastated and then I was like dude don't be upset for I kept saying to myself if you're upset for too long you're gonna get kicked out seriously you need to just pretend you're cool so the next day I was like oh it that was old news I'm good today but in my head I was like right I need to find people I can trust because something went wrong there and I just can't trust them now so I thought I'm gonna I really did want to work with Jag quite early on, but I was in the other alliance, so... Well, one of the other alliances. Um, So I thought it was just the other alliance. Uh, Yeah, so I thought I want to work with Jag. I did want to work with Corey, but he was working quite closely with other people, so I wasn't sure what was happening there. So for me, it was a great moment because it made me go, oh, I don't give a shit anymore about this game. I'm just going to freaking play for me. I'm not going to be trying to make friends in here and... I am going to play a loyal game to people loyal to me, but the moment I'm burnt, you're out.
0: So talking about these alliances, right? Like, did you know how many alliances were going on at once and how they were morphing into one alliance, then this, this whole alliance, then it seemed like the whole house was against everyone. Did you know all of that? Or did it just seem like they were really just kind of like two core alliances? Cause of your standpoint, I would tune in on a Wednesday and be like, what did happen? Then I'm watching the live feeds and I'm like, well, is this the real alliance? Like, as Exactly. A girl, I'm
1: like, girl, what is going on? Like how were you navigating that? So I did think there were just two alliances and a couple of people in the middle. Um, so I really did think I was in one of the big alliances. I think I was in one of the big alliances, but the problem was obviously Jared, Saree, Felicia, and I think, Mimi, maybe. Am I missing someone? And Izzy. Well, in all the alliances. So yes, there were two alliances, but they were in all the alliances. So I didn't know that they were in all the alliances, but I did sniff something was going wrong because I would walk into a room and they would the conversations would stop, and I'd say, to "Izzy, mate," like I'd say, sorry, why are conversations stopping?" Like, I mean. I I was suspicious at that point. I was starting to get a little bit paranoid and I was like, don't get paranoid. This is classic. This is how you get photo off. Do not get paranoid. But um, yeah, I mean, look, I was right. I could sense it, but I didn't know what was going on until obviously that wonderful have not room fight with Jared and Corey. That was so cool.
0: (laughs) What was that like? being in that room with Jared and Corey uh, that day. Because, like, again, as a viewer... So, also, shout out to all the TikTok people covering Big Brother, right? Because, you know, I have a full-time job. So, it was hard for me to keep up. But being as though that I had, like, such a personal relationship with Seri and Jared, like, I was like, I have to try to stay up. And so, there were so many people covering, like, the season on TikTok. So, I was like, well, great. I could just kind of watch TikTok and they'll keep me updated. But I remember being at work and I remember I was like, let me take a little break and scroll up. And I was like, oh, wait, Corey? And <laughs> like, and when I kept seeing more of the clips and I just kept hearing Jared being like, bro, bro. And then Corey, I was like, oh my God. What was that like for you
1: in there? It was insane because I, I didn't know why I was in the room. Jared brought me up and I was like halfway through shaving my head. So I had one side shaved and not the other side. And I was like, why am I being brought into this room? But, oh, well, I'll go up there and then it's all exploding and I'm like, in my head I'm like this, oh, okay, taking notes here. Like obviously I wasn't showing that but in my head I was like, this is excellent because everything's being exposed right in front of us and it was really valuable. That was a real turning point in the game for sure. Um, it was, yeah, I obviously – I found out everything that day, and Jag and I obviously found out stuff that we didn't know, and it just meant we all formed. So, yeah, it was very, very interesting and wild. And then we're like, oh, shit, we've got bloody eviction. I think it was a Thursday, wasn't it? I can't remember. Um, yeah, it was crazy. How did you
0: pack for big brother right because first of all we see your style like we love like you know I did a little research I'm like look, okay Bowie J always been a little fashion icon so (laughs) were you thinking like hey I am going to like I got these iconic pieces I'm going to bring or was it like let me just bring some pieces and I'll make it work like what were you thinking going into the house
1: yeah obviously it's so limited what you can bring so um you I had stuff spewing out of my suitcase and I live down the road from Big Brother. So um, I, I didn't have a weight issue like everyone else did on the plane, but yeah, I had stuff hanging out of my bag. It was ridiculous. But what I thought was uh, just have things that go together. I do wear a lot of black and I thought, I mean, you're not really meant to wear black in there, but I had like black jacket and you know, the black overalls and that puffy jacket, I brought that into the house because of the season before where they'd done the sleeping in the backyard thing. And I thought, what would be a good jacket that would feel like a sleeping bag? Because I bet they're not going to give you a sleeping bag. Not really. And I also had heard the house was cold. So because I was reading every Reddit thing, like I did so much study for it, as you can imagine. And yeah, so that puffy jacket was the best thing I ever brought in. Um, the bucket hat was the best thing I brought in as well. But yeah, it's hard. You have to get things that mix and match, but you can't like I couldn't bring this in and I tried. I guess it's green screen green but (laughs)
0: listen it still works though (laughs) yeah
1: but anything with the logo obviously is an issue um i tell you what if i would i would change what i brought in next time like really they tell you to bring a lot of comfortable things and you think oh no i'm gonna dress up no you're not you're not gonna dress up
0: (laughs) right like you most of the time it's kind of like you chilling when do you feel like when you were in the house that or if you ever, that you let your guard down and kind of just kind of like just submitted to the fact that there are cameras everywhere. And, you know, this is just what it is. Like, I remember being on Survivor and I remember the first couple of days, like every time the camera crew would be in my face, i will be like, hey, ha- hello, yeah. what, are, what are we going to do? Like, do you remember a moment when you kind of just like, were like, okay, this is it. I'm just, I got to show up as myself.
1: Well, I think the first two weeks were so incredibly hectic that I felt like I wasn't even thinking about the cameras too much. But um you also I tell you when you do notice, when you're in the bathroom, in the restroom, whatever, and you're getting change and you're like, Oh well, I just I don't care if I mean not nude, but like I had underwear on, but I was like, Whatever, if the world sees me in my undies, who cares? Like I think it's those moments and it's probably about the it might be the four week mark or something. I know you feel wow. comfortable pretty quick, though. Like, you just don't care. And also, you think the producers are behind the cameras. You know the audience is watching, but you don't know how well the show is doing. So you think, maybe no one's watching anyway. And then we're just, hey, producers, we need this in the kitchen. No one responds, of course, but.
0: <laughs> you, what would you say to yourself, right? Like, after you coming out of the game, it, what would you say if you could, like, time warp back to the first day like and you could just meet yourself real quick and you'd be like hey these are three tips I want to tell you before you go into the house what would those three tips be
1: yeah I don't think I would have listened to me if I'd told myself this but it'd be more if I went on the show again because I was like I think my strategy did work but if I was to go on again I would play a very similar game but not take like really really not take anything personally and not think you're going to form proper friendships in there like I really, that was part of it for me and I enjoyed it and I have my good friends in there, but it's a game and the outside world is very different and everyone's back in their worlds now. You know, no one lives in LA, so um, it's very different and I just think I would be not taking things personally and maybe that would mean I wouldn't have got upset with that blind side. It would have been like, whatever. But otherwise, I don't know. I think I played the way I wanted to play. I love that.
0: So after you're getting out of the house, um, again i keep bringing up survivor and big brother right because i feel like survivor fans are very different um big brother fans whole different level right <laughs> like they i mean these these accounts these the trolls like i feel like they were coming for you at times right like how did you personally navigate that because one i feel like it's easy when you're on the opposite side of it to be like don't read it don't listen to it and just move on but mm-hmm when they're actually talking about you, using your name, like, you know, it's like, you kind of, you, everyone looks and like, you know, like, how are you dealing with some of that, like the trolls of Big Brother?
1: Well, I had someone handling my socials whilst I was in the house um, and I told my parents, like put your things on private, all that kind of stuff. I think it was probably harder for my friends and family because I, any of the hate has, I haven't seen. I mean, I know generally what the hate was about, but um, it's sort of, it's gone now. And the people who are spewing the hate have been blocked. So (laughs) they can't get in anymore. (laughs) Uh, I get the odd person when I'm doing a TikTok live or whatever. But um, I don't take it personally because I've been in the music industry for so long. I've seen every artist has it coming out. I've had publicity before and got it copped hate for no good reason. It's just because you're on TV. And um, I think, yeah, I think it's harder for family and friends because they've never seen this. And they're like, my friends are jumping in chat rooms and defending me. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh my God, I've got to get out of here. This is terrible. So yeah, it's, it's not very nice. The troll stuff, but um it's part of it, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I love that you have that take. Cause at times I know that uh it can be devastating to some people and some people, they aren't equipped to deal with, the hate uh, uh, that it comes. And sometimes I always try to remind my friends that like, you know, as much hate that you're getting, you're getting so much more love. Uh, And again, it's easy to, I always say like, focus on the love, not the hate. But again, it's like, you can have a million love. And then you get that one like nasty comment and it's like, um, and stuff, but that's so good to hear. Yeah. The
1: one nasty comment does stick, you know, you will think, Oh, what do they mean? Like, uh, you know, the comments, about my hair. It was ridiculous. Like, guys, get over it. I had this <laughs> hair before Big Brother <laughs> <Right>. and <laughs> and I'm going to have it after. This is my style. I change it all the time. I do whatever the fuck I want. My lads swear for me.
0: Oh, listen, <laughs> whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I do whatever I want with my hair and the amount of people who are critiquing me on it and they're usually, it's a particular type of person um, <laughs> who has very conservative hair, I'll just say. it. <laughs>
0: Uh, not the conservative hair. Uh, <laughs> going back to when uh Hysim got eliminated, mm-hmm. like if you could go back in time, it, is there something you would do different in that vote with Hysim, or do you think you would let it kind of like rock out the way that it rocked out?
1: Well, once the decision had been made by my alliance, um, I was going to go with whatever they decided. I didn't agree with – I actually brought it up with Serena. I was like, why are we putting him up? Like he's a strong competitor. He could take us through – Quite a few rounds by winning, and then he's still going to be everyone's going to want to get rid of him eventually. So I just don't understand why we're getting rid of him. It seemed to be like a paranoia because he was to get out all the strong people, and it was too early to be doing that, in my opinion. But look, I still would have gone along with it. But if I had any, if I want, well, I didn't want to ruffle feathers, so. Yeah, I don't think it was the right decision. But it would have changed the game a lot, I think.
0: I, I For sure, Heysen was kind of – he was killing it. Were there any other decisions that you necessarily, like, went along with that you were like, I don't want to go along with this decision, but keeping to my strategy of, like, not ruffling feathers, uh, you still went along with?
1: So I'm thinking week one, Riley, I didn't really see why we had to do that. Um, but definitely wasn't going to ruffle feathers there. Week two – Uh, who was that, week two? I'm having an actual blank. Week two was... Who the hell was week two? Oh, was that Heysom? No. No, sorry, Riley was week two. Kirsten was week one. Agree. Riley, week two. Didn't agree. Then Heysom, didn't agree. Then Red, obviously... No, then it was the Jag coming back. Well... I didn't want Jag to go. That was one of the ones I didn't see why we were voting for him. I thought I could work with him. Had to go with the Alliance. Week five was red. Didn't agree with that. Week six and onwards, agree with everything. Okay. What, like, I want to know, Bo Jane, like, in your
0: real life, like, every day, do you
1: cook? (laughs) i am not fussy i couldn't care less if i was having protein shakes all day but i most certainly wasn't going to cook in that kitchen with 400 people in there and it was just like it was it was so cluttered and people who could cook were in there and i was like you know what i'm going to stick to the cleaning up thanks very much i'll do the dishes i don't know if they showed that because i had people saying how come you're eating all their meals and not cooking i'm like i did the dishes every (laughs) single night for the whole house like yeah, so I don't really cook that much. Just keep it basic. I'm a chicken and veggie kind of a girl, so Really? Yeah. And I didn't want to, you know, have my sugar levels going all over the shop in the in the house with eating M&Ms and cookies all the time.
0: So when you go to the grocery store, do you go to the grocery store or do you do, use like delivery apps to get to the uh My the, grocery the, uh,
1: stores the same grocery store as the big yeah, stop. So I was like, yeah. And I was like, "Hey, aisle five, I'll fire the protein bars, you know." <laughs> um But, yeah, so I do go to the grocery store and I just buy, literally keep it simple. I have, what I have? An omelette for breakfast, egg, turkey, bacon, mushrooms, bell peppers, and some feta cheese. Okay. I have protein shake, protein shake, protein shake, and then dinner, I'll have chicken and veggies.
0: Okay. So, no lunch, just a protein shake and that's it?
1: Yeah, well, if I want to watch my weight, yeah.
0: Oh. Well, teach me your ways, okay? Because I feel like after the holidays, I done put on some pounds, Bowie. Uh, so I know you're very personal about your personal life uh, and that you don't share.
1: But is it okay if I ask, like, are you married? I am single and ready to mingle.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah,
1: I haven't had much time to be on any dates, that's for sure okay
0: well listen welcome to for the love of bowie jane right (laughs) like when you were dating like how does dating work for you like are you just friends meeting friends are you on dating apps or like what like how does that work
1: i haven't been on the dating apps so much but the um i would prefer to meet someone like at crossfit or something you know something where you're seeing the same person every day get to know them like My podcast co-host is one of my best mates, Jess. Um, She and I met at CrossFit and then uh, we started a radio show together and then we were, like, drinking at the pub together. So someone at CrossFit, that would be perfect. Or maybe someone at – I go skiing at Mammoth a lot, so – Maybe that, or someone in the music industry. I think it's got to be someone I sort of get to know first. Okay. Well, do you have a type? What's, what's Bowie Jane's type? Okay, so I'm looking for tall. Okay. Um, I'll go, you know, I I I don't mind a six-foot-five kind of a oh, situation. Oh,
0: six-foot-five. So I'm probably
1: oh. limiting myself to basketballers.
0: Well, listen, I- <laughs> I'm with you with the hype thing, though, no Bowie. Okay, so we got that in common. Well, what else? Like, like, tell me more. Like, what is your ideal mate? Like, someone compassionate, someone uh, independent? Like, what, like, walk me through this.
1: Yeah, probably someone who's maybe in the music industry because I'm in it. So we'd have that similarity. Someone who's independent, yes, but I do like doing everything with my buddy as well. Okay. So, um someone who likes to do stuff, someone who likes to do sports, someone who likes to ski, someone who also likes to drink but not too much.
0: Okay. <laughs> well there's that fine line. Okay, and then yeah. what is outside of CrossFit and skiing? What is the perfect first date?
1: Ooh, first date would be a restaurant with great ambiance and okay. good food. Doesn't need to be the fanciest place, but just okay. somewhere kind of cool. Good lighting. Okay,
0: and if a first date goes well, do should you establish the next date on the first date? Or is it like you wait until you text or talk again? What, what's your rule of thought on that?
1: I mean, I'm cool with either, but I prefer to organize the next date on that date, if you don't mind. Because I don't want to be waiting around for a text. <laughs> and who's meant to text first? Well, oh right.
0: Th- Let's that- just
1: get straight to it, you know? Okay.
0: See, I'd be scared, Bowie. I'd be like, all right, okay. See, may, and that's probably why I'm single because I'd be like, all right, we're not saying nothing. And then it's like, I can't text too soon. So it's like, I'll text the next day. But then yeah. it's like, I don't want to hit them with the good morning. So it's like, you know, how's your day going?
1: I mean, all of that is kind of exciting, of course. But yeah, it's just, let's get straight to it, will we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh, Did you watch the Reindeer Games?
1: I didn't. It was so soon after coming out of the house. It was crazy. I had, like, Jag was staying here. Riley was staying here. Cam was in town. It was very, very hectic and crazy. And now looking back on that time, that was ridiculous. But, yeah. So uh, I didn't watch it. But Cam, um, obviously we're excited that Cam was on the show. And, yeah. So unfortunately I didn't watch it. But I was also excited Taylor did so well.
0: She killed it. How soon after you got out the house, have you watched your season in its entirety?
1: I haven't, I've seen lots of clips, heaps of clips. um, So many that I feel like I've got a good grasp. I've also been told about things that have happened and what people have said. I haven't watched it all because there's so many episodes. And yeah, yeah. (laughs) maybe this is um, for my next long haul flight. Oh my (laughs) God. No, maybe not actually. (laughs) It's a
0: lot uh what your thoughts on would you play again like if you know they came back and said bobby jane we want you for a returnee season is it an automatic yes or is it like a i need to think about it
1: it's funny when i got out i was like hell no and now i'm like eh, actually yes i could do it and i'd have a really different mental approach i think it would be much easier. I, I didn't have a problem coping in the house. It's more when I got out and looked back. I know that felt strange, but I'm over that now. And I think, yep, I could do another season.
0: So <laughs> I do have a question, right? Um, towards the end when it was the final, I want to say, five. And there was a lot of controversy about Felicia and Sabree and how you, Jag and Matt seem to be like icing them out. And there's this the, the one iconic scene where Felicia comes into the, the dining room and she's just sitting there and it's just no one's really talking. Like we're walk us through that.
1: Yeah, so I'm um, obviously with Felicia. I had quite a history with her, and they may not have shown it, but I would walk into rooms. This is when there are a lot more people in the house, into my bedroom, and she would. She just wouldn't talk, and I would sit there. And I'd said to Suri afterwards, I said that was just. I sat there for half an hour trying to talk to her. She refused to talk to me. This has been happening all season. Um, so I once I had my alliance with the boys, it's just that the numbers started dwindling. And they were hanging out because they'd been in alliance and we were hanging out. That was more, it wasn't meant to be that we're trying to make anyone feel terrible. It's just we had separated way earlier in the game and then the the numbers dwindled and it does look like that, but that's not what's happening. They're also staying in their room. We're staying in our room. Um, And we did quite a few times say, hey, if you want to come up, we're just up there. We're playing cards. Um, which again, I don't know if they showed that, but, um, that, that stuff was happening all the time. So, um, there was no intention to make anyone feel excluded. I would never do that. I don't like that. I didn't like it when it happened to me in the house. So yeah, that's not, um, not an intention of mine, but unfortunately when the numbers get really low and you're not on this same alliance, what are you going to do?
0: Right kind of like a difficult situation and it's like if you are comfortable with these people then it's like you know you're naturally going to want to spend your time with them when it did get down to the final three of you matt and jack were like what were your expectations like how did did you automatically know like hey jag is going to win were you thinking like it's could be me. It could be Matt. Like, where were you with that? Or were you just happy that the three amigos, we got here together and this is the final three?
1: Well, that was great. That was an amazing moment when we just that when it was just the three of us left in the house after um, Felicia. No, Sur, sorry. three.
0: then Felicia. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Felicia walked out. This is all a big blur now. That moment was such relief because I was like, oh my gosh, we actually did our plan. we won every week for like six weeks, rotating between the three of us. We've done what we wanted to achieve. My next, my plan, the, the next step to that plan, which I've been working on all along, was to um, hopefully Jag to take me. Not worry too much about working on Matt if he won because I figured I could um, – work on him maybe a little bit later, but I was pretty sure Jag was gonna get through, or me. Uh, I thought I was capable of winning comps, so my plan was to win, but my my other plan was to make Jag take me, and I was pretty confident that I could get that to happen. I also did feel when it changed, and I didn't think he would win, no. I didn't, not against Matt, I thought Matt would win. I think Jag genuinely thought that too. And, yeah, it's like Matt was loved by everyone. He was a great guy. He hadn't done much wrong in the game at all. He'd helped Jag out. I mean, so, but I thought, look, if Jag takes me to the final two, I might have Cameron for a vote. Maybe. I might have Corey. If I've got Corey, maybe American, but maybe not. And that would be three potentials. And then Matt's just been evicted. Matt's going to be might be annoyed at Jags I might have my four votes so um, I was also making sure I fed stuff back to the jury via Felicia she didn't know that's what I was doing but I kept chatting to her about oh we've been in alliance since uh this long ago my strategy through I started talking about what my strategy had been through the game because I knew my criticism would be oh you haven't done anything because I hadn't told anyone what I'd done so I made sure I kept telling her what I was doing and that would filter back I also said in my goodbye message I've been working with the boys since week six um, and I knew that would filter back for the jury house too so that would be a stronger argument um, saying I'd played the game that they didn't realize I was playing quite frankly so yeah um, I thought there was a chance I could get there and I didn't think Jag would win but I'm um, pleased you know that's great that he did.
0: Yeah, no, Jag, uh, Jag had a rough start, right? Like, you know, it seemed like they were coming for Jag nonstop. And so, like, you know, it was really good to see Jag kind of, like, sort of make it through. And even Matt, like, I feel like I love Matt. Uh, I feel like he was just, like, America's sweetheart. Like, I just feel like uh, Matt was amazing. When you got out of the house and learned that Jarrett was Ceri's son, What was that like for you?
1: (laughs) I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. That had never crossed my mind. They played that well as in, like, not knowing. Uh, That is crazy. And people have been like, oh, that's an advantage. No, it wasn't. It wasn't an advantage at all. It made the game really bloody messy. But um, it was probably entertaining. And it meant, like, I think if Jared played, like, Saree, then we would have problems. That would be an advantage. But Jared was playing a completely different game, um, to what Sari was playing and it was a disadvantage in the end, I think.
0: Did cause us as viewers, we know that there were like rumors because Jared kinda had leaked his story a little bit. And oh. it seemed like there were rumors that uh his mom was in the house, but people were thinking that it was like Mama Fee and not Sabree. So were you privy to any of those like rumors that were going on? Or you kind of were just like, I-, I don't know what's happening.
1: No, most of us, like, I don't think Corey knew from memory. I Most people had no idea. Like the only people who knew, I guess, were people like Izzy knew because she was a Survivor, Survivor fan. fan so, yeah. yeah. So I feel like not many people knew. and if And obviously Blue knew then. But um, I think that was pretty late when she found out from what I've been told, but I haven't, obviously I'm not sure.
0: Right. What, so, I mean, again, as I loved when uh, Julie, when everyone would leave, she would like ask everyone the, that question. Um, and people were like shocked, which is, it's crazy. Cause I couldn't imagine playing with my mom. Like, I think I would have given it up way earlier uh, than they did. Cause I just feel like our relationship, I would have just been like,
1: what do i yeah. hear
0: right like you know like they they absolutely kind of played it cool is there something like what is it that you miss the most about the house now that you're out
1: well i thought it was really nice but it's unrealistic in the house no phones no technology no distractions so when you're chatting to someone it's like you and i chatting right now with no distractions in the real world these same people i was having conversations with in the house with no phones are now stuck on their phones and it's just completely different so i think that part was really cool it was it was an interesting experiment so i mean i liked the first two weeks in particular even though That was an absolute shit show. That was actually amazing. Like that was an amazing time. I was having fun. So
0: (laughs) I feel like it. I I feel like we could tell you were having fun, right? I feel like you were. I feel like you were like a kid, and like you go on like to a museum and you spend the night. I feel like you were just like (laughs) bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah. Is
1: there something?
0: What do you miss the least about the
1: house? Well, that stupid gym. Um, the gym is terrible, it's tiny, I mean I know they do this on purpose, it's a bit of torture but that gym in the house is tiny and it's um, there's no music so you're riding the bike, like I've tried to do exercise every day but you don't have backyard access and maybe sometimes two weeks without backyard access, it's crazy. So um, I'd say I don't miss the gym, uh, I don't miss the food because it's just not how I eat, I eat a bit different. And oh, that's disgusting shower. Yeah, like all of that. But there's also it's also fun because everyone's in the bathroom together. Like right. Yeah, and sharing a bedroom is surprisingly fun, apart from if there's a snorer.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, were you? Uh, it, for, listen, <laughs> it's the clips of her like singing in her sleep and like Corey waking up and looking over. Uh, is so.
1: Yeah. yeah just crazy so I was hilarious. like, guys, I'm moving out of this room. I just I cannot sleep like <laughs> now that
0: it's over, right like what is next for Bowie Jane like what I know well, first of all, this is the podcast I'm all over the place, right uh one so sometimes I feel like I have insomnia where I like I try to like go to sleep early um and so I have a good night's sleep, but most of the time it's like I'll go to sleep and then I wake up at like two thirty. Two forty-five, and then I'm up until like six a.m. So happy that we have TikTok because many of nights recently I will I, you are on TikTok and you are DJ. Yeah. And no lie, Bowie, I will put you on. I put you on my bedstand and I just listen. No, like I, listen. I had no idea. That is so cool. So I'm like a little. I'm not too active on the TikTok, but like it's just it's funny like so what's next for you and talk about your TikTok uh and with you djing and i love it like i feel like you are growing your audience and sometimes i see the hate like uh oh, what is Bobby jane do? like well number one to the haters <laughs> to build something you got to start from somewhere right like exactly so it's like, how about we support our sister instead of talk but anyway because I, yeah, you be cracking me up though. I be, uh, have you
1: seen me giving it back to people quite often? Uh, I'm like, <laughs> so, sometimes you have
0: to, right? Sometimes we have to be like a jealous, but sometimes it's like you, you. you it's good yeah. for your soul.
1: Oh, yeah. They're like, um, oh, you didn't play the game. You played a terrible game. And I'm like, really? Okay. I came third. I was never nominated in 100 days. First time Big Brother. I'll just give it straight back to them. But My favorite line, Bowie, is uh, I'll be
0: like, well, remind me of what game you played. Let me watch a <laughs> season of you. Like, yeah. you know. And I'll, I'll be- wait.
1: And then I'll be like, oh, with a name like that, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes I'm feisty and the moderators are in there trying to bloody stop them. I'm like, leave them there. I want to speak to them. <laughs> but, yeah, the TikTok lives have been cool because before, like, obviously in COVID I wanted to do DJ streams because there were no gigs. Um, and I have all the setup for that because I was going to do it, but then things opened up and I was back gigging all over America. So the TikTok live streams, I was like instead of me talking to camera the whole time or me um, doing the battles, I thought I would prefer to be doing my skill set, which is DJing. I can also get familiar with some new tracks I'm downloading and um, chat to the audience. You know, sometimes there's one of those nights I went to 6am, there was 800 people in the room. Now that's a fairly decent gig, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah So, um, but obviously I'm doing this more midweek because um, on the weekends is when I'd be gigging. Um, in venues so yeah I've got like the plan is summer's starting to get booked now which is amazing so I've got lots of pride festivals coming up um lots of gigs and events and um all over America I'm I'm used to traveling a lot and then yeah I'm down to do the challenge or any Uh, of those shows. yeah okay I'm down for something a bit sporty you know
0: so if the challenge USA said ring 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 DJ Bowie Jane what's up
1: She'll be answering and saying yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, do you watch the challenge? Yeah, I do. So, um, not as much as I've watched Big Brother, but yeah, I've, obviously, Kylan was on the MTV one. Um, mm-hmm. And was so on Yeah, that's right. So, I've been watching the MTV one this year because he was on it. Um, but yeah, like I love that it's so physical. So, um, you know, I'm obviously sporty, and that I wish there were more sporty challenges in Big Brother, but part one of the three-part competition that was ridiculous I have to say but all the others were kind of physically not that hard so
0: well you know Survivor is physical
1: I know I know and
0: yes
1: you know, it's an option
0: Survivor and you just kicked off and it's an amazing cast we got Ferris and Valeria like so do you think you could do Survivor
1: I love Survivor I love watching Survivor we'll have to think about being on survivor that's tough girl now you said i love survivor
0: yeah i'll be like where's my makeup like um what about amazing race
1: amazing race yeah totally because i'm such a traveler i love like i'm obsessed with traveling i'm like the points junkie i know all the tricks to um how to use your freaking flyer points and which airline and use this for that So, yeah, I'm an avid traveler, have been all over the world, India, Nepal, Thailand, Southeast Asia, like wherever, Um, Europe. And yeah, so something like that would be cool. Okay. Who
0: would you, if you had to pick off your season to do Amazing Race with, who would it be?
1: Maybe someone else asked me this and someone said, what about Riley? Actually, she would be fun and she's fit. So that could be cool. Someone like Riley. Okay. I I could see that. What is something as
0: being a DJ? uh, You know, I have a little, little experience in the music industry, but I have a lot of good friends that are musicians and um, DJs. What is like a, a misconception of the DJ lifestyle that you don't think people are aware of?
1: Well, I think like when you're doing gig, 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 gig and travel, 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 like you're often, you're on your own all the time. So you're arriving, which is fine, I don't mind that, but like you're not surrounded by party people because you're turning up to a new venue, you're meeting the like the amazing people who are watching your gig, but then you're going back to an empty hotel room. Again, I don't mind that, but the green room, you're in an empty green room, unless you're in your hometown, you know? Whereas if you're in a band, you've got your bandmates. so I think that's the part I miss, because I used to sing in bands, so I miss having a green room with the bandmates. But but um, yeah, I think that misconception that it's all party, 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 but you often finishing a gig and hopping on a plane.
0: Right, yeah, and then it's off to the next, you have to, yeah, I, that travel life is no joke. On the show, you did uh, lie about your age.
1: Yeah, I did.
0: And, well, first of all, I'm not on Big Brother. And girl, I'm out here lying about my age too, so I understand. Oh, the thank process. you. Like, like people,
1: are like, "Whoa, she's lying about her age." I'm like, "Mate, I live in LA. Everyone li- lies about their age here." I didn't think it was a big deal, but
0: <laughs> like, so and that's actually my question. Like, what was your response to the the, the people that were like,
1: "Ah, she's
0: lying about her age?" Because I, I was like. Give her a round of applause, <laughs> okay? Like, because listen, I have recently celebrated my third
1: twenty-first birthday, and there I you feel go. like,
0: you know, this year it's going to be the fourth one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. My friends say, for years I've been doing this, and my friends would joke and say, Is, "Are you still 27? I've like, oh no, I had to add some years on now. Right, you got to add. You
0: got to slowly add it. For me though, I feel like, again, I, I'm i getting better at just owning and living in my own truth. But yes. sometimes, um, sometimes I feel like I'm missing years because like, you know, somebody like, I'm, I don't know why, like my hesitation is like, oh, I'm 31. Uh, and sometimes it's like, well, well, damn, I need to actually start saying my age because it's like, well, sh- shit, I missed 31 and 32 <laughs> because like, I <laughs> was not saying that I was that. Um, but I thought it was iconic, and I, I loved it. And, again, oh, despite good. what the haters say, girl, you look good, right? So it's like, d- please, like, I, I ain't mad. I, I believed it. I still oh, believe it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's the no-kid lifestyle, I think. But, um, yeah, the reason I had to lie about my age, I thought I was told I would probably be the oldest person on the show. So I was like, okay cool and I looked at all the other time the other seasons and we're looking 21 to 27 maybe so I'm like well hell I can't even I have to drop 10 years off for sure like um, because otherwise they're going to go well we'll get rid of the people who don't fit in any excuse like at the start so I was like lie about your age Um, and also not tell them I was a lawyer as well Um, so yeah had to lie about those things because I too if you're looking for an excuse to get rid of someone um, age might be something yeah, and we know on
0: these reality shows, historically, women of a certain age get targeted early. So, yeah. again, to people being like, oh, I don't know why she would do that. I'm like, do y'all not watch reality TV yeah. shows? Like, they target women. Like, they target minorities. Like, it's like, that's strategy. Like, I I understand it. So Yeah, yeah, I, you
1: understand.
0: I couldn't understand it. And I'm like, are y'all just mad? Like, I was like, oh, okay, but...
1: Yeah, people I, are mad. Sometimes on the TikTok Live, they make a comment. I'm like, why do you even care? Like, dude, it was a strategy. You're also saying I didn't have a strategy. Well, that was a well, strategy. Well, that's a strategy, right? Yeah. Like, pick a side. Like, yeah, which what? one are you saying? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, that, that's uh, so true. Uh, so I know your birthday is coming up. Uh, it's, birthday is February 25th, right? Oh, no. october i october.
1: was like oh. i was like oh my god is it october already no i'm not joking i literally thought that i was like oh shit i've missed so much <laughs> i got no idea what day it is you like
0: bryce you don't understand
1: <laughs> I, know. When I like, with what? in that house? <laughs> it could be october i was like it could be and i've gone i think i missed an event that means
0: <laughs> oh boy i can't i'm not i can't switch <laughs> you um But going from a lawyer to a DJ, how, what was that process like? I'm assuming you were always musical in your life and that's been a passion, uh, but I would, what's the story there?
1: Yeah, so I've always done both and I've always had to sort of, it's almost a double life I've had to live. The lawyers, I mean, my good, good friends know I do the music. But I would never tell the legal fraternity that I was doing the music. And I wouldn't tell the music people I'm doing the law because who wants a DJ that's a lawyer and who wants a lawyer that's a DJ? I mean, I don't think you want a DJ representing you in court.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, depend on the outcome of the, <laughs> the, the court, I'm, a good DJ might yeah. be needed. <laughs>
1: no, that's right. That's true. Um, yeah, but so um, obviously – I wear my hair different. I don't have line work and blah blah blah. Um, But I've been trying to focus on the music for a long time, and it's like I've come in and out of the law over the years. And I, it was, I mean, I've done heaps of money laundering and tax fraud litigation. So, but that was like quite a while ago. Of course, I couldn't talk about a massive chunk of my life in the house because I was lying about my age and that I was a lawyer. So I had to chop out that section of my life, go straight from music to music.
0: Were you ever DJing at an event and someone from your firm was at a party and like on Monday morning at the co- coffee cooler they like what was you doing this weekend? Has that <laughs> ever or anything like that ever happened?
1: Well, I've never been caught, but legit what happened was I was um, performing at the Australian Open tennis on the main stage, but I also was being a barrister at the same time. So I had a meeting and I had to leave the meeting because I had to go down to do sound check and then a gig. And I told the barrister that I was waiting with, I was like, well, I've got another meeting. So I then run down because it wasn't far away and then have to get changed, rock myself up. And I'm on stage and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I hope I don't run into anyone that I know from the law because I've just lied and said I was going to another meeting. But in court someone yelled out and said, aren't you the singing DJ? A policewoman actually from one side of the courtroom to the other and I was like... Oh, my God, this is terrifying. And one other time is a judge. What did you
0: answer them? What did you? Were you I was what? like, shh,
1: shh. I go, don't, because I'm about to cross. Like, I had to go back into court, and I'm about to cross-examine, right? Because I'd had a bit of press in Melbourne at the time. Then the, I walk out of the that same day. I walk out of the courtroom, and as I'm walking out, the judge says, excuse me, and I said, yes.
0: Not the judge.
1: Yeah, in, this is in front of a full courtroom, and he said, I hear you've been having some success outside the courtroom. And I said, oh, yes, thank you. And he said, well, congratulations. And I said, thank you. And then I walked out. I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell was that? Because it's so prim and proper, the courtroom. Right.
0: I'd have been like, well, what you doing this (laughs) week? You want (laughs) to come Come
1: out. What has it, like,
0: you're in L.A. I'm assuming you get recognized often in the street. What is that like for you?
1: Yeah, the, it's been really, it's been cool. I love um, chatting to people who've watched the show. So um, I've had lots of people coming up. It's especially at airports. Like, L.A. is a bit more used to TV. people. There's Everyone's in TV here. So but I think if they see you, then... Not everyone comes up. But the moment I hit an airport, it's like, oh, my gosh, security, TSA. We're like, can I have a photo? I was like, oh, my gosh. So it is really cool just to – it's a real cross-section of ages that watch Big Brother, which is cool, and from all over America. So, yeah, it's really fun to meet everyone.
0: Well, I look forward to the oh. day that I can meet you. I hope it's in the airport so I could be like,
1: DJ Bowie yeah, Do it. Do it. I
0: love it. I love it. Who uh, from your cast do you, are you still very close to with? Close
1: well, with, excuse me. Yeah, so obviously Jag was staying with me for a couple of weeks. So Jag, Matt, um, Cameron, Red, Corey, America. We're obviously all on a group chat, but these are the people who have been in and out of L.A., I guess. Blue's here. Um, so, yeah, it's... I, and Riley Riley stayed with me I was like wait who am I missing but like the people who live on the east coast I haven't seen so much or I haven't seen it all because I just haven't they're not here so yeah it's mostly people who are coming into LA which is quite often people are coming in and out well when you booking some shows on the east coast when you come to
0: Philly you know Big D you know yes Philadelphia like you know we got to get you over here
1: oh my gosh there are some gigs being booked um Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. I somewhere mean somewhere else. I that's can't remember. But yeah. but Yeah. And New York as well.
0: We will travel. We will we will travel to see the the DJ Bowie Jane. Uh before we go, is there like how would you sum up your experience of this whole realm that you have entered yourself into? Like the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, like how would you sum it up?
1: Well, I would say I'm forever changed from that show in ways that you can't even pinpoint and you don't know until something weird happens. Like you have some form of PTSD from that show. (laughs) Not necessarily negative, but there are after effects. Um, I think it's an amazing experience and a really interesting experiment with humans. So I've really enjoyed that. And um, I'd say it's being great to meet people from all over America and I think it's great to be on the TikTok lives and be chatting to people. I think that's more it's it's a broader fan base um than maybe what I've had before. So I you know my DJ world's very specific. So it's really great to have a broad cross-range of people that I'm chatting to now.
0: We love it. It was so fun to watch you on the show. It was even more amazing to get to know you a little better today. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I look forward to, I'm sure, within this year, our worlds will collide. And I can't wait. To the day to actually get to meet you so we can actually hang out and have some fun oh
1: but- my god i would love that and also chat to me on the tiktok lives so oh, okay you know i'm
0: gonna i'm, a, I'm a be like hey girl uh it's me so you will definitely see it but truly it's been such an honor thank you so much bowie jane
1: thank you so much for having me it was really great it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple
0: pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. you's trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. you trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.